Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. You are loved, you belong, and you have a unique purpose from God. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Here's today's message. Hello, good morning. Good to see everybody today. My name is Jerome, and today we will start with two of the most powerful words when they're put together in all of the galaxies. Thank you. We've been taught it since a young age to say it when someone gives you something or when we ask for something, please. And then when we get it, say, thank you. But things get warped pretty quick where if we get a gift, what's our natural reaction many times? I got to get them something. But isn't there something so sweet and authentic and sincere about a genuine thank you? Now, with the obvious right around the corner, what is known as Thanksgiving, but it is known as American Thanksgiving. Not everybody celebrates it on the fourth Thursday of November. And today... We are not talking about a holiday. We're talking about a truth biblically that aligns us with the God perspective and a tool that has helped shape my life maybe more than any other thing on this planet, an attitude of gratitude. So to practice thanksgiving We don't need that to be on the calendar in November. And in fact, if we go back and do a little bit of more research, what we've been taught in schools has been warped and distorted, and it's healthy for us to examine what is the origin of Thanksgiving? Wait, 1600s? What president put it into motion? George Washington. Little fact is Thomas Jefferson chose not to observe the holiday. And then Abraham Lincoln said, we're going to put it back in motion, but it's got to be in motion that we remember thanksgiving and praise to our Father who dwelleth in heaven. And people are like, yeah, that's why. But it didn't start then. It started at the very beginning. Thankfulness has to be one of the, the things we're going to feel in heaven. It has to be one of the qualities we're going to embody And I pray today that we learn that we can be on the offense and we have a tool and a weapon and it's an attitude of gratitude. So one of the obvious kind of stumbling blocks right here before we even start is someone's in this place or many are in this place and there has been so many storms. The clouds of life feel so heavy and we will talk about that in a moment. An attitude of gratitude is not without battles. It's learning to posture and position ourselves in the midst of the battles to see God and to poke through and say, thank God we alive. So if you're taking notes, today is titled, Thank God We Alive. This has been part of the one project in the hopes that we would become more one with God and one with each other and... An attitude of gratitude, this state of being, helps us do that. 
Our main text is right out of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. And check this. It says, rejoice always. How often? No way. The writer of this must have not had problems. The writer being Paul, he surely couldn't have had any storms. Because if he knew my life, how could he say rejoice always? And then he goes on to say, pray constantly, verse 18, give thanks in everything. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. God's will for me when I'm in Jesus is to give thanks in everything? How is this possible? In a moment, we will play a song called We Alive. And the song sounds poppy and... One of the mistakes we could make just hearing it as face value, you hear the energy. Or if you walk into church and you hear that third song and everyone's, I am free, I am free. And if you come in a little bit kind of bah humbug or you're going through something, you say, they won't know my story. Why are they dancing? Why are they singing? But what's interesting is the backdrop to the We Alive song and the backdrop to many people who were up here were not singing about how great their lives are. They were singing about how great their God is. And we need songs and soundtracks that set the temperature to the room of our lives that get us aligned with God perspective to be on the offense, to renew our minds, to reshape our minds. And an attitude of gratitude or thanksgiving is one of the most powerful weapons we have. In everything, give thanks. What? So our parents were teaching us a godly principle from the jump. And parents, you know, with little ones, when someone doesn't say thank you, we get embarrassed, don't we? But are we thankful for our jobs, for our family, for our situations? The word thanks The phrase there in Greek, it simply means exactly what we think it would. It means to give thanks or giving thanks or to be thanked or to be grateful. The song we'll have it uh, listened to, there's a hook. It goes, we alive, we alive, we alive, we alive. When life hits hard like one, two, we're going to rise and shine like the sun do. Yeah, thank God. We alive. We alive. Life is a gift. If you're breathing, you got a purpose. God's not done with you. This isn't cliche. It's fact. And it doesn't discount our pain. In fact, for all of us, life hits hard like one, two. And the church said, amen. Anyone been getting hit with some one-twos this week? Oh, just, just, just us? If you can't say amen now, don't be hitting me up and saying we're going to sit at the table and you're going to tell me all your problems for two hours. 
Whoever came in this place wearing a mask, take it off. We're all messed up and we all are getting hit by the storms of life. The great theologian, Mike Tyson, has a famous quote. He's actually a famous boxer. He says, everybody has a plan till they get punched in the mouth. We can all say, yeah, I want to be thankful, Thanksgiving. But it is holidays like Thanksgiving and Christmas that can actually bring the trauma out on the plate right in front of our face more than anything else. The loss, the worries, the hurt, the what-ifs, the I'm sorry's, the I wish I would-haves, the I wish this would be better. And it can hurt. An attitude of gratitude and being thankful is not without being hit and punched in the mouth. So this isn't to discount pain today. This is to give us tools and weapons in the midst of those moments, in the midst of the fight. The battle, our struggle, is not against flesh and blood. The struggle, the wrestle that we are all facing. Different seasons, yes, some of us may be riding a wave that's a good one. Ride it. Somebody might be riding a wave that's a bad one. Ride it. It will change. And when we live long enough, we can endure. And anyone who's ever experienced depression and the feelings, feeling of being hopeless is awful. It's dark. You can't see. You can't think. You're numb question even if you want to be alive. That's how hard life can hit. And there's much that goes into those moments on how to help serve each other well. It takes great medical teams, great people and community and to nurture and love and be patient and it could be vitamin deficiency. There could be a traumatic event that's happened. It could be a combination of things. And, but let us not be like Job's friend when people are getting hit in the moments and just come in and say, oh, I know what you need. We don't discount pain. Life hits like one, two. And throughout all of Scripture, it gives us ways to deal with that. You can cry to God. Sometimes people will say in the church, I don't know if I can ask this question. Oh, God already knows what question you have, friend. You can ask him any question. Most of the Psalms are David crying out, questioning, why, God, is this happening? And finally, after his questions, he remembers who he's looking at, and he says, but you, God, your steadfast love, your faithfulness, I will praise you. So the Psalms are filled with different prescriptions or different songs for the season, for the storms that we're in or the battles we face. But don't discount the Psalm of being thankful, friend. There is times to lament. There's times to cry. There's times to grieve. Yes. But there is time to be thankful. And that is not one day of the year, that is our lifestyle, to remember where life comes from, where hope comes from. Now, Paul wrote, give thanks in everything, 
Let's see if he's went through anything. Well, in 2 Corinthians 11, he has what he is responding to maybe issues or the pain or qualifications of the day. And he says this, picking up in verse 22. I'll be reading it. It won't be on your screen. It says, are there Hebrews? So am I. Are there Israelites? So am I. Are there descendants of Abraham? So am I. Are there servants of Christ? I'm talking like a madman. I'm a better one. (laughs) With far more laborers, many more imprisonments, Far worse beatings, many times near death. Five times I received 40 lashes minus one from the Jews. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I received a stoning. Three times I was shipwrecked. I have spent a night and a day in the open sea. On frequent journeys I faced dangers from rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers from my own people, dangers from the Gentiles, dangers in the city, Dangers in the wilderness, dangers at sea, and dangers among false brothers. Whew. This is the one who's telling us to give thanks in everything. Ooh, starts to get rich. Because it's good to know the source. One of the biggest mistakes we can make is those that are grateful or singing or praising. A, a quote I, that I love to say is this, the praise is loud because the pain was deep. And every once in a while, you got to get in the car with some people, and they'll be like, man, I, I see where you're at in life, and I wish I could get there. Da, da, da. I'm like, bro, you don't know my story. You want to talk about the story, the pain, the tears? Don't look at just the cheers. Don't look at the outcome, because what happens when the struggle hits as well? Are you going to think some, that somehow, some way, shape, or form that now we're not on the come up, but we're on the come down? Look, God is the God of both seasons. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, whether I have a lot or a little. This is a God perspective to reshape our minds, a theology of suffering and a theology of thanksgiving. Dangers among false brothers, toil and hardships, many sleepless nights, hunger and thirst, often without food, cold and without clothing. This is why it's so key to read our whole Bible. Not to mention other things, there is a daily pressure on me, my concern for all the churches, who is weak, and am I not weak, who is made to stumble, and do I not burn with indignation? If boasting is necessary, this is how he concludes this little section, I will boast about my weaknesses. So the connection I'm hoping to make here is this, the the life punches, the battles, yeah, that's our weakness. We don't have to hide that. We're all, we're all facing many different battles. But one of the weapons we have daily is to give thanks in everything. So how do we do this? It's not easy. I remember, and most of my life, um, this, this is something that was foreign to me. In fact, I'd be on the opposite perspective, opposite side of the spectrum in this. I was extreme the other way. Very ungrateful, um, felt entitled, never enough, really people should do more, would talk more about my pain. Because when you're hurting, it's, it's genuinely hard to be thankful. And I had a lot of hurt. But I can't change the situations around me, but I can change what's going on inside of me. And getting this tool inside of me and unleashing it this 
has been one of the ways daily that I fight when life hits. And please don't think it's glamorous. We condense it to a sermon on stage, but this is lived in a car on long drives when it's hard. When people don't make it, you prayed for. When you're going through storms yourself, when it hits hard with their sickness that you just seem like you can't see healing. There's an ailment, you, someone you know hasn't been able to get over. There's a trauma and abuse that resurfaces that you thought you dealt with. When you're not able to pay your bills, a relationship that's gone wrong, a divorce or a fight, a night that started out as fun but it's led to decades of addiction and fighting to remain sober. Life hits hard. We're going to say, thank you, God, in the midst of any of it. It's a discipline. It's not easy, but it's worth it. In Romans 8, gives us a picture of today it might be hard, but we have a hope that is beyond this planet. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is going to be revealed to us. For creation eagerly awaits with anticipation God's sons to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, in the hope that the creation itself will also be set free from the bondage to decay into the glorious freedom of God's children. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together with labor pains until now. Not only that, but we also, uh, we are ourselves who have the spirit as the first fruits we also groan within ourselves eagerly awaiting for adoption the redemption of our bodies now in this hope hope is a certainty based upon a truth that overrides and supersedes whatever is happening in our life and even beyond of what we see romans 8 teaches us as this passage ends It says this, now in this hope, we were saved, the hope in Jesus. But we hope that, but hope that is seen is not hope. Because who hopes for what he sees? Now, if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with patience. This is teaching us that the fights, the hits of the life, that's what we see. But what we don't see, Christ, like with our eyes. We don't, if anyone sees Christ here today, make sure that's confirmed by two or three witnesses. Um, It can get really, you know, goofy quick. But I would dare venture that every person can't see Christ right now. And since we can't see Christ, we're not seeing our hope with our sight. We're seeing Christ seated on the throne by faith, knowing and believing in our soul and our spirit that what he did on the cross, destroying death, but that's not when death was destroyed, taking the cup of wrath, but rising from the dead, that life won because of his victory. Oh, death, where's your sting? And that's our hope, that the present sufferings, they can't stop the sun shining, the glory that's gonna be revealed to us. So that's not a hope that's happy-go-lucky. That's a hope that's real, that in the midst of it, when it's hard, in the same moment, we might be in the car saying, I can't do this, I don't know, but God, I hope and I trust you. 
So start to see it mirrored and paired with a theology of suffering and also understanding that we need soundtracks for the day to say, you know what, thank God. And we'll start to realize it shapes our mind. Gratitude changes us. So the hook goes on and it says this, rise and shine like the sun do, yeah. I know in Michigan we haven't seen the sun this week and I started to get a little bit grumpy about it. Real talk. Four seasons are beautiful. They do things to my soul, but I wasn't ready for snow yet. I just wasn't. I actually looked up a flight price to Florida just for a day or two. Heaven and Lansing, come on. But I was like, man, I, I wasn't ready this quick. But I know the sun is shining. Every day the sun rises. And that's the S-U-N. The S-O-N is seated on high. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Rise and shine like the sun do. And as we practice Thanksgiving, that's what we're doing is having now a God-sized perspective in the midst of the hits of life. Psalm 118, 24 says this. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. It's a good way to start your morning. It takes me about two hours to even be functional in the morning. So if you ever see me early and you say, what's the matter, Jerome? You know, I'm spunky. Like, look, I'm a human. I have many different sides of me. You might know one side. Props. But there's more sides to me. I'm about 50-50 extrovert, introvert. And when I did sales for years at Toshiba, some of my coworkers would say, are you okay in the morning? Yeah, bro, I'm chilling. This is before I started drinking caffeine to wake me up, so I didn't have any of some of that liquid go-go in the morning. My sense have picked it up, and it's a, little, it's a beautiful tool. It can destroy you, but it's a tool. But the point is, it takes a minute in the morning, and one of the things that I found over the years, let us rejoice because this day the Lord has made. This is a psalm that I can say right out the jump. Let us be glad in it. There's been tons of research of the benefit of being thankful. Let me just give us some highlights before we now make a ch- uh, our last lap. We're going to come around uh, the track. We're going to grab the baton, and we're going to put this into practice, each one of us here today. Gratitude opens the door for more relationships, improves physical health, improves psychological health, empathy increases, it reduces aggression. It helps people sleep better, improves self-esteem, increases mental strength. Self-esteem, we all want a little bit more of that. Mental strength, come on, sleep better. Proverbs 17, 22. A joyful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. So, thank God to be alive. There's only one time we can give him praise when it's hard. That's when we're alive. Because When we're with God, there will be no more tears. 
There will be no more sorrow. There will be no more sickness. There will be no more pain. That day will come. And until then, we remember that God is God, and he's our hope. He's our anchor. He's our cornerstone. And because of Jesus, we're partnering up with what he's already done, his finished work. It's grace. To be thankful is grace. And then we remember, man, he first loved me. He gave us a planet. So if you're not feeling you get anything this Christmas season, just remember, God got us a planet. A planet. We can't find a habitable planet anywhere yet. But we're on one. Thank God you're alive. It changes our perspective. So now we understand Further, rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So we're going to watch this video, and then we're going to put into practice this discipline. And you'll hear uh, the video at the beginning, the commentary talks about a time here at church, and this pain in the grand scheme of things is very minimal. I was sick the day of the video shoot, but I thought that was a a great picture of what this song is supposed to do. It's supposed to be an anthem when life's hitting hard. So if you're here today and life is hitting hard, I pray that this song would be an anthem to be alive. Psalm 118, 24, today is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad In it, I try to remind myself that every morning, not because some happy-go-lucky that I know the day is going to be great and there's going to be all these balloons and bubbles that await me, but sometimes there's storms, but I want to rejoice in today that life is a gift. When we recorded this video, it was one of the sickest times I'd ever been. I was preaching Sunday at City Life, just spoke. I was throwing up backstage. We had already scheduled the shoot, feeling I'm not, I don't want to sing We Alive. But yet there was this truth that says, even through my suffering, even through the pain, that I can still rejoice because the Lord is good. And I think sometimes we just need those bright songs that change the atmosphere of our room. And when the kids recorded these voiceover, you'll hear, they, they're like, we alive, we alive. And I would just cry because the innocence of a child is so awesome. And to sing through the pain, to sing through the ups, downs, highs, lows, that's the human experience. And the suffering that we face today, I mean, the glory that awaits us will be overwhelming. And so like Matthew 6 tells us, therefore, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. To stay in the now, to stay in the present, to rejoice, let us rejoice. God made this day. We are alive. We are here today. Tomorrow will worry about itself, y'all. I pray this encourages you.
Took a lot of L's, felt like losses. But the L man learns so often. Mistakes buried, get a quick funeral. A slow reflection, a new direction. We beat the odds, who am I kidding? We beat nothing, it was God with the live Blake Griffin. In his prime, LeBron dropped in 50. Copy heroes, Mr. Power in the indie pendant. Overrated. I spend it, I lend it, I lose it, I save it. Money can't buy it, no matter the payment. Man, I learned to be still. Look, mama, we made it. Now my net worth is my network. Never losing, investing in people is the best work. Huh? This is song that you bump when it sucks. Jam full of love, we alive. And that's enough. We alive. advice I ever got his be you please don't ever stop there is no box blast off as to not have a little on the outside inside have a lot me be me we be we security in the king better than ADT big league dream now we got that big league team in community diverse so unique in unity I remember tuning in they playing our song yeah stations local but boy it felt global And Mary and Crystal was the best decision of the years When the kids were born, couldn't barely hold back the tears This world tries to take the best of you Gotta turn into a party like a festival uh, If all the ones feeling overlooked Be an open book, let them all look Practically, what does this look like in our life? Uh, how we've applied this to our own life in our household, me personally and, and our house and some of our team here. This has been a part of the morning health kit. When the pandemic hit, we wanted to make sure we empowered the body with resources, not only to be healthy physically, because that's what was being talked about so much, but healthy spiritually. And, and one of the practices was being thankful and writing down, thank God. Thank you, God. We alive. 
and three things yesterday and today in the morning to help connect. Okay, yesterday was positive, and you can do this at the end of the day too. When you're laying in bed, you can write it down or even in your mind. But in the morning, that's a great place to start, and we're going to do that right now. So you can pull out your phone or something to write with, and we're going to take a moment here and do this. Pull out your phone, or if you're at home uh, watching this, you could pull out, go get a piece of paper, phone. If you're listening to this on the podcast, uh, and if you're driving, just use your mind. That's not right. All right. You don't have to wait on me. You can start to write them down. Thank you, God, yesterday, today, yesterday for. Yeah, thank you, God, today for. Nothing magical about three, it's just like the number three, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And also, there's probably more than one thing in our life we can be thankful for. Now, some things I've noticed reflecting on utilizing this tool has been, this gives me a picture of what matters most. What throughout my day brought me the most joy and what days were so hard that there wasn't something at the tip of my tongue. And Today, I wrote this down. I, I couldn't find my journal, so I just took a piece of paper and wrote it at the top. And I could give you this because it's basically password protected because of my penmanship. And yesterday, I wrote working out, two, hanging with the kids, and I wrote three, sleep. So instantly, that tells me, ah, yesterday wasn't as sweet as I wanted it to be. And I remember thinking this morning, all I thought of was sleep. Let me examine a little bit further what yesterday needs. And then today I wrote shower. Giselle was up when I got up, and then I wrote a safe drive in because of snow. And I'm looking at these last, these two days right here, I'm thinking, I need to add a little bit more juice, something that I like. That's what it's telling me. What's your picture going to tell you? Because each day it's different. But I have seen some common threads. If I do something with the kids or with Crystal, it almost always shows up on there. But when things get busy, that's sometimes the first thing to cut. Oh, I'm busy. No, no, no. Let's keep that at the forefront. Thank you, God. And then when I don't have anything great happening, let me remember the simple things. I'm breathing. Sometimes I put coffee down. I have this new energy drink I like. I put that down sometimes. I'm hoping to help us get a picture that it doesn't have to be crazy spiritual. Please, let's not super spiritualize everything. Everything is sacred. God created the world and he saw it was very what? Good. It's all our playground. 
When we're in Jesus, we're restored to that original mandate to be fruitful and multiply. What a great joy. So to complete service today, we're going to take our eyes off of ourself and we're going to look at God. There's that line in the song the team sang where it says, hell lost another one. I am free. I am free. I thought, that's enough to be thankful about. That I was dead in my sin and apart from Jesus Christ making me brand new, I would be separated from God forever. But because of Jesus and the grace of his life that he gives us as a gift, we can, by faith, be made brand new. When I just simply say, God, I'm a sinner, I trust you, Jesus. I trust your victory. In whom the sun set free is free indeed. So our on-ramp to this song, because we're going, we're going up, y'all. Our on-ramp to this song is Psalm 100. And this psalm is titled, Be Thankful, a psalm of thanksgiving. Let the whole earth shout triumphantly to the Lord. So for us today, let all of city life shout. Let's practice it right here. We'll just give a little shout. What do you got? On the count of three, a shout. One, two, three. Here we go. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us. We alive and we are his, his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Picture that coming into the, the, the property of the kingdom of God to go see the king. And we enter his gates with thanksgiving. Kind of, we're here. We pull up our car. How'd you get in? We thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. And then we're in his courts with praise. And we give thanks to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good and his faithful love endures forever. His faithfulness through all generations. Amen. Hell lost another one. I am free. Let's sing. Let's end giving thanks to God that we are alive.
multi-purpose room. We'll have you the last week of Unite. We'll have food. You can bring a dish to pass if you want. It could be in place of, if you have nowhere to go for Thanksgiving, hey, Wednesday, 6 p.m., hope to see you there. And remember this, in Jesus' new life, miracle, thank God, new life, I am free, right? Hell lost another one, I am free, yeah, I am free, I am free. Hey, one with God, one with each other, hope to see you next Sunday, 10 a.m., 11.30, all races, all faces, all ages, you belong here. We're going to keep loving this city one life at a time, and we won't stop until Jesus makes all things new. Have the best day of your lives, boss.